Well, hello, Matthew. Welcome back. It's uh, another episode of the Ungrown Ups podcast. It's good to see you, Ryan. It's been a while. It has been a while. It uh, turns out this is our Christmas episode. is right before Christmas. I think this is episode five, otherwise yeah. known as the fifth, the fifth episode. episode. Yeah. And so, uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's just jump into it. Let's get started. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been been busy. Uh, I've been traveling, but. Uh been getting older had my birthday finally which is happy birthday since the last time i saw you yeah, yeah. so i mean life is good it just uh everything's kind of winding down as the year wraps up so it's, it's kind of nice to uh know that i don't really have any work to look forward to for the next couple of days and just gonna be able to relax and hang out with family and friends and stuff so it's 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 looking good well we are technically recording this on the last work your last work day of yes. 2019 the last work day of the decade. Of the decade. Christmas is next week. What yes. the hell happened? I know. Are you done with your Christmas shopping? Uh, do sure. You have a lot to do? No, I, I've got to get one thing for uh, one of my nephews, the little one. My sister is trying to convince me that he wants a Louis Vuitton purse. I don't huh. buy it. It doesn't yeah. sound right at all. Well, you know, you know, men's fashion this day is, you know, changing he, rapidly. He, I would, yeah, but he's two. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be more of a diaper bag, I think, at that point. Then, right. yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I've got a, I've got a, that. That's the last thing that I need to do. I actually got two of them advent calendars this year. The um, Lego ones? No, I got no. So I ended up one. My older nephew, he's six. I got him a Hot Wheels one. Okay. So it's like different. It wasn't all cars. It was like little accessories and some other stuff that came oh, came with it, which cool. is pretty cool. Yeah. And then my youngest niece, she's four. I got her this uh, Disney advent calendar that was a different book. Every, oh wow! Every day, so it had you know, Moana. So is it twenty four books, or is yeah. it like a twelve day of Christmas? Kind no, of it's twenty four books, and they're all kind of little, you know, short versions of whether it's I think, uh, like I said, Moana, yeah. Toy Story. I think Frozen's in That's there. That's kind of the the hard part. Like I love Christmas now because of technology. Being able to order everything online and right. have it shipped to the office is just awesome. Not having to deal with the crowds, but on the downside, that whole sense of discovery. Like I don't think I would have ever come across a princess. Disney book advent calendar online if I hadn't seen it in the store, but I actually found it online. So I found it on somebody had posted some link to like a gift guide and I was like, Oh, that's, that's a perfect deal. She, she loves, you know, she's learned to read. She loves doing that. So I'll, I'll get that for funny enough. Amazon was out of it. So I couldn't get it on Amazon Disney out of it. I ended up having to order it off of the uh, Barnes and Noble website. Oh wow. For pickup at the local Barnes and Noble, which is, Still feels kind of weird when you do that, but and then I went into Barnes and Noble and they couldn't find it. Oh, I hate that. It was I, it was pretty annoying. I've done that before, where it's like order online, pick up in store, and it's the store is like right down the street. Right. So the problem is, is I want to order and get right there and grab it. Of course, you have to give them like two hours to get it ready, which is understandable. Somebody's got to go get it. Yeah. But even then, when you show four hours later and it's still not ready, you're like, dude, well, it's a single item. This was actually, I was, so I was in Tennessee when I ordered it. I came back, then like three days later, right? It, and totally within the windows. It's no problem. Coming yeah, yeah. So I go in there and I go to the, it doesn't really tell you what to do, like right. where to go. Where to go. So I go in line. Oh, yeah, we don't have that. Like, well, there's nothing back here. I'm like, okay. She goes, you need to go to customer service. Okay, no problem. So I go over to the, the customer service or whatever, help wherever or whatever that is. is. Yeah. yeah. And the guy's like, you need to go back to line. I'm like, I'm not. Gonna going back and go forth, back yeah. and forth and so somebody else walked by and you could tell the guy was helping somebody else he seemed really frustrated which hey you know yeah. understandable i wasn't in a big rush but it was pretty funny to watch him go back and forth and then eventually oh yeah i know exactly where this is somebody grabbed it and on my way i went yeah it's always the most frustrating part sometimes it's just like people who just don't care right and granted i mean you're getting paid minimum wage you're not really getting paid to care 
I guess well, sometimes. I mean, I mean, it's part of the job responsibility, right. obviously, with customer service. But at the same time, it's like you kind of get a little sympathetic because you have all these people that are just putting undue expectations and pressure on something. And the guy's like, come on. There's a lot of Karens probably yelling at him and asking for the manager. And right. I worked at a big five sporting goods when I was just out of high school. Right. And uh, this is actually when I was in college. Um, I had a part-time job there. And so it's that same type of drama. You have people that are coming in last minute, like their first soccer game is in like 30 minutes and they need to get cleats shin guards and a ball and they're angry at you because everything's sold out and you're like well if you well it's clearly your fault right it's clearly my fault right of course i have to wear a dress shirt and a necktie as i'm getting paid minimum wage to sell at at big five at big five yeah i don't remember that it's like the tj maxx or ross of sporting goods everybody else is discounted closeouts and and crap like that so terrible right so you're overdressed getting yelled at by these hundred thousand dollar millionaires that are making six figures and therefore think they're way better than you and you're just like just because it's a gated community down the street doesn't mean you're an idiot or not an <laughs> not idiot. An idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I luckily never had to work that kind of retail, but I was in retail automotive for, yeah. forever in, in the search room. And oh my god. Yeah, I did that only because I I, I wanted to be a, a car audio installer, but right. I had to be 18. I wasn't 18 when I started college, okay. so I did that. And then once I hit 18, I quit and yeah, got a job. There. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So uh, with Christmas just around the corner, on a kind of backup, we haven't seen each other in, in a little while. You've had a bunch of stuff going on. We'll get to that in a minute. But there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since, I guess, the last time we recorded. I mean, it's just been a couple of weeks. Yeah. So this happens to be we're recording this on a Friday. Uh, I don't know what the 20th, I think it is today. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. Last yeah. night or today, technically, the new Star Wars movie came out. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing stuff that's really hot or cold. Like yeah. It's, there's no middle ground. It's like... I went and saw it last night uh, without giving any spoilers away. I'm just glad it's over. Yeah. yeah. Was was the uh, Yoda sex scene worth it? Uh, yeah, well, You know, it got it was a little long. It Yoda was, was a little long or the sex scene no, was a little long? No, the scene was a little oh, long. Okay, okay. Right, yeah. And it was just, you know, awkward. Yeah. And it's uh, uncomfortable. You're Old, watching with, green, wrinkly there's bunch, thing. There's a bunch of kids around you, uh, you know, and uh, you can hear parents trying to explain what's happening. It was just, yeah, it was frustrating. Awkward. But how many, it, how many, wait, did you see like at midnight last night or did you? No, no, no. So I guess now, you know, you used to have to wait till midnight. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. they'll release films. I think six o'clock was the first showing. Okay. So I guess they have to wait until it's dark or something. It's like now it's like the Halloween rules. I have no Does idea. Does anybody really care? It's just a pissing contest. These box office numbers. Yeah. It's just like. It's stupid. But, you know, so we went and I think it was a 615 show. So and, there were kids in the theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what was interesting, it was a 615 show. The movie didn't actually start until probably 7 o'clock. There were 45 minutes. Of trailers and shit? Trailers and all kinds of other crap before we actually got to the movie. Movie started. was only two hours long. I was actually pretty surprised. Um, so short-ish for a movie, but... It was basically J.J. Abrams glad-handing and, and, and just fan-servicing the shit out of it. And it was it was really frustrating. Yeah. At least to me. I, I, I have, you know, Jason, who we had on before, yeah. loved it. Did you uh, see it with him? No, no, no. We, we just oh, happened to both see it. Yeah, yeah, and we compared notes. Um, I, you know, and that's cool. I, now I went with uh, Dan Murphy okay. and Bobby Sean, a few other people. So, um, Was it a packed theater? It was not 100%. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, it's a work day, but yeah, you would think like opening night for the hardcore. Right. And we, well, we went to Spectrum and it was packed. Like yeah. the, the, you know, I had to go. The venue was. In the, yeah. 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 I mean, the Spectrum itself was packed. So I don't know what other people do. I mean, it's the holidays. I mean, there's shopping, I guess. Probably. Yeah. And I didn't even really consider that when I. 
the one thing that's that always interesting I, I find with like those movies like Star Wars where these these huge like tentpole holiday movies where everybody comes to see them is the trailers are all over the place. Like you'll see movies like that you wouldn't associate with a Star Wars fan being interested right. in, but because the crowds are so big and kind of so general almost like it's not right. like you have to be a hardcore fan to, to watch the movie were there any interesting trailers for anything so there's a world war one movie coming out called 1917 which looks pretty damn good um at least from the trailer i've seen anybody it twice famous now. in it not that i recognize oh. uh oh no that's not true that benedict cumberbund guys in it oh yeah, yeah. um uh, so that uh it, that does look really good there's um oh there's another trailer too that i i thought was pretty cool and then of course top gun yes the new top gun trailer yes which i Look, if they took that and made it just a super cut of all the jet scenes, got rid of the story and put it on IMAX. And I'd more volleyball. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, those, so there's a football scene apparently now. Well, you have to have something for the ladies, you know, so it's sure. only fair enough. It looks, oh my God, but it, it'll be good. I think that's, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that 1917 movie. My, uh, my buddy Sean was actually involved with the, uh, the script on Top Gun. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, he hasn't told me anything other than that right. he's, he's worked on it. But he posted some photos a couple months ago. Uh, they flew him out to an aircraft carrier mm -hmm. and gave him the whole, like, he got to spend the night on the aircraft carrier and That's do all awesome. the, the uh, behind-the-scenes experience and stuff. And that was pretty damn cool. There's actually a pretty cool, so in addition to the trailer that they released the other day, like the second trailer, whatever it was, there's a kind of a behind the scenes and a lot of the footage is real jets. It's yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Real G forces. And you're seeing right. the, the, the actors actually puke because yeah. they can't handle the G forces. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. That is actually kind of cool. And I guess the, the flyby at the end of the trailer, the, yeah, flyby where he kind of, you know, he's hundred feet off the, off the ground or whatever. Yeah. That was apparently real too. Yeah, well, Tom Cruise, it seems to be always about the authenticity and the stunts. Like, he right. wants to be the guy that's doing it, and it's actually him, and he's hanging on the plane, you know, like a Mission Possible or doing these driving stunts. So it's, that part is kind of cool. Well, and I mean, it's realistically, right? Top, what, 88, I think, is when Top Gun came out. The Something first like that. It, that particular movie happened to be just a huge recruiting film. Oh, like, yeah, it was like, all propaganda right. yeah, to get people to sign up and, and, so and join the, the military. So I'm sure the military was highly cooperative. On this one, yeah. yeah. But I'm surprised they didn't just show like more drone pilots on computers, like you know, thousands of miles away from the front lines, because that kind of seems where that's the future of combat, right? Is more like Terminator style I mean, mechanica. Didn't, didn't they make? Uh, I think they made a drone movie. Uh, Eighty six, sorry, is when Top Gun came out. Yeah. Uh, I think they made a drone movie at one point, and yeah, how, I mean, how interesting could that be? I know, I know, right? Well, that'll probably be the plot for Top Gun three. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Maverick is right, too old, right. getting replaced by these computer jockeys, and yeah, who knows? It is kind of funny though. He's had a thirty-year career, and he's never been promoted past where he started. So that's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. You know, I was never in the military, but I've got to assume that you get promotions. Maybe he's lost that love and feeling. Oh God, really? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm gonna allow it, but I don't like it. Yeah. That was terrible. That, that was your holiday oh, giving man. spirit right there. Yeah. So really quickly back to Star Wars because I do want to bring this up, and I don't know if you've got Disney Plus, but The Mandalorian. If you're not, I've watching heard it, great things about that. the best thing to happen to Star Wars since Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah, I. I I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's on the radar. I was thinking about doing it. I have a Hulu subscription. Sure. Um, and so it's like, all right, so for an extra like eight bucks, I could sign up and get, get Disney Plus and ESPN, that whole bundle for what is it, like $17 or something. So it's on the radar, but it's almost like there's too much TV. And I don't even have like terrestrial right. TV. Right. I, I have Hulu, I have Amazon Prime, right. and I have Netflix. So it's like, 
even with that, I'm missing a bunch of crap. So it's like, yeah, I'm the same. I don't have, I mean, I've got all the subscriptions, not all the subscription services, but you have a lot of them. Yeah. 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 And onto the point too, where Holy crap. But now like, cause I sort of work from home now. There's yeah. something on in the background all the time. So it, I've actually seen a lot of TV. I've not necessarily watched a yeah. lot of it. And the one thing that's kind of cool with The Mandalorian is that even though it's streaming, they're holding to that kind of broadcast model where it's only an episode per week that comes out. Yeah, so all of, well, not I wouldn't say all of, but a lot of the Disney Plus stuff and actually even the Apple TV stuff is is that way. So it's once a week rather than just let it all When's it come out? out? Uh, Fridays. Although this week's episode came out on Wednesday. Okay. And then there's one more episode. So are you next week. waiting like Thursday night at midnight and it's on or are you just, uh, I've been not quite, <laughs> not Close. quite that bad. No, I usually wait until the evening yeah, and I can okay. just kind of chill and relax and turn out all the lights yeah. and crank the sound. How long are the episodes? 30s. 30 oh, okay. Minutes. So it's they're, okay. they're really short, Yeah, which is actually both good and bad. Like you want more, but it, it, actually kind of ends up being the right amount of time right because if you think about it, if you put all of those episodes together like continuously you've got what four hours something like that you know five Maybe hours of content yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so, the the other one that's doing that that apple tv they've it's called uh man, man on the moon moon for oh, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. the moon I, I think i know what you're people. talking about yeah i don't know what the hell it's called uh but that show is the one where basically the russians get there first so it's like an alternate kind of history show also a very good show i have enjoyed that Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched much TV. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, we we watched the uh, the Grand Tour, the uh, the Seaman episode. Oh, the episode. Seaman episode. Okay. I watched it too. What did yeah. you think? It was fun. It was fun. It was just interesting, you know, the dynamic of them in, being in boats, kind of being foreign right. for them. But like the, the previous episodes where they were in Vietnam, they, they took scooters like from uh, that was north to south. That was one of my favorites. That was totally one of my favorites. This yeah. one... Was good, but it didn't. It didn't have as much of that kind of charm where they're really interacting with the locals. This one seems like all the times they were interacting with the locals was because they were stuck. Something happened. Yeah, yeah. And something happened. They right. needed help getting out, uh, being you know beached or right. you know stuck with the uh, with the uh, seaweed or whatever that was in the water. So, but the uh, it's I always like the the interplay between the between the hosts. So it's always kind of fun to see what they do. So when they when they painted uh, Richard oh. Hammond's boat. <laughs> Yeah, because his boat was called the Razzle Dazzle, yes, it and was. with some paint, they modified the message to something much better and fitting of the seaman name. Yeah, we should let we should let the audience discover that one. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and again, because my kid's such a, a car fan, we're, we're Top Gear fans, or not? Well, we are Top Gear fans, but also Grand Tour fans. So it's it's always something to fun to look forward to in December because that's usually when those episodes start rolling out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but beyond that, everything else we've been watching on TV this month has been kind of holiday related. So, you know... You do holiday movies at home? Oh, yeah. Home yeah. Alone, Bad Santa, right. uh, Christmas Vacation, Elf. Like, those are kind of the staples. And then, of course, my wife is a huge fan of all the Hallmark, you know, right. returning to small town Americana, falling in love kind of stories. So, it's usually on in the background. So, it's 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 a holiday-themed month, more or less, for TV viewing. When does Die Hard come on? Christmas Eve? Die Hard is it's not a reg, it's not in the regular rotation. It is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie because it takes place during Christmas. Some people say it's, yeah. it's a feel good story. <laughs> that it is, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think in previous years, Grayson was a little too young uh-huh. for Die Hard, so it hasn't he might come still up. Be. He might still be, but I mean, he's still too young for Bad Santa. 
So we have well, to wait till he goes that's to bed. A, for... That is a completely different level of, of, of inappropriate. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is quite different, sir. That's not the same thing as uh, saying, "Oh, hey, we can watch uh, Die Hard." Yeah, but it's you know, yeah, banging in a hot tub and shooting a terrorist. Yeah. Different things. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Not being able to shit right for a week. Right. Tell me, plot tower. Yeah. So, yeah. so speaking of actually of uh, Die Hard. Did you know? Oh, I you to not being able to shit for a week. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, no, where are you going? no, no issues. No <laughs> issues. Uh, no. So I, I want to say it was like last year, and I, I actually just now remember when I went to pick up that book for my niece or the advent calendar for my niece. The uh, the bookstore had a copy, and I have one somewhere. I, I've got to find it. But they did a Die Hard illustrated children's book. Oh no way! Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's awesome because it's no way appropriate for a child yeah right like i mean there's blood and, right, right, and people yeah. getting killed oh, it's, it was amazing <laughs> uh and i i bought it for originally for my nephew really bought it for me because he's way too young for right it, right and then had for, completely forgotten about it until i saw it there i gotta see if i can still have it somewhere it's probably laying around somewhere it's like in, a, in the closet kind of thing yeah it's in a box somewhere that's crazy yeah it, it was pretty damn hilarious um in other news and let's since you know we always I feel like we have to talk about Lego, even though I know it ir- irritates some people that are listening. Hi, Gary. Uh, I don't know. I could come up with like seven people, but mostly Gary. Uh, so Lego company bought an independent retailer called Bricklink. Oh, yeah? Bricklink is like this, this site that you can go to and either order, you know, buy, sell through different people, used bricks, different sets. Okay. People make custom things. It's pretty interesting, though. It's the largest secondary market for Lego on the planet. And, and why Lego, Lego themselves buy are buying it. Well, reach? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, are they going to start selling? Because, I mean, you could already buy individual bricks with a pick-a-brick on the Lego website. Right. So there's a pricing disparity, obviously, between used bricks and then their new retail bricks or whatever. So... Are they going to leverage that and jack the used prices up so they're identical? Or I'm not sure how what, how that's going to affect it, but one thing that's already done, like as an example, there's some sellers that they'll do custom printing, or they'll do right. um, custom minifigs, or they'll do like uh, that chrome, type of chrome bricks, that yeah. kind of thing. That's all gone. Yeah, because it's not on brand, right? And Which so, is... and then like mock. So if you have a like a my own creation is a mock, right? Yeah. So if let's say you uh, design a Star Wars ship, set, yeah, or a Star Wars set or whatever, that's technically their intellectual property. So they're saying no can do. So they buy them just to shut them down to get rid of the competition? No, I think I no. I mean, I think they want a profit of that secondary market, right? Because it's pretty huge. Yeah, but, but I don't. I'm not totally sure how this is going to affect things going forward. I just know short term that they've because yeah, talked, there is a whole about. cottage industry around Legos. Like people, because Legos they don't have realistic weapons, mm-hmm. so there's people that make minifig weapons, right. like little Uzis and stuff like that, which I find hilarious. Yeah, but it seems like in this case, because I, I was unaware of this news, but it seems like Legos coming in just to kind of make things the way they want it and kind of just keep it more on brand, but probably. And and like none of that stuff will be there anymore. So any real weapons and things are going to have to go away or to another site. Basically. Yeah. Well, right. So if, if Matt's brickworks wants to sell that, then yeah, they, then they, they can you do need it. need your own website. But there was, um, you know, funny enough, we had talked about on one show, I think I'd mentioned something. Oh, somebody should have a print, you know, site where they print the Ferrari logos. Cause we we're talking about stickers. Right. right how much the they suck. Yeah. Yeah. I think I sent you the link. I actually found a company that does it. They're German. 
Uh, that's that's really all I know about them. They're German, and they but instead of having the sticker, they'll take actually the logo or whatever it is yeah, and put it printed, on the part itself, right? Yeah. So you can buy a set that you know for whatever set that you have, they'll send you all the pieces that yeah. you you would need. I've got to say, I've actually kind of frustrated with Lego this holiday season, only because all of the stuff I want doesn't go on sale till January of 2020. <laughs> right. So Lego has this Speed Champion set, which is car related, mm-hmm. and there and the big change there is they're going from a four wide. Um, I guess a four no, stud five, wide. That's six stud now, right? To six. That's the new no, they're one. They're going to eight. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, maybe, okay, yeah. So yeah, six yeah. to eight. Yeah, six to eight. Um, and so they have uh, a Jaguar set coming out, a Lamborghini set, and some other cars coming out. And so my son is all about those. Right. He ain't getting any of that for Christmas because they don't exist. You could get them. So a printout? You, yeah, you could pull a Kenner. Yeah. Right? I mean, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, but what's so fun about you know unwrapping it and being able to play with it? It's that immediacy. It's, you get a coupon. <laughs> I mean, that's kids love coupons, coupons. Yeah, right? Yeah. Don't they? Yeah, c- kids are the biggest couponing. Yeah, exactly. They're fans. They, they clip the shit out of those things. Yeah, I am um, with their safety scissors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you because there's a lot of stuff that you know whether it's the 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 speed stuff that I also really like, but there's a bunch of Star Wars stuff that's coming out that's pretty cool. But I don't know why um, that is. I mean, I, unless they're just taking the opportunity to use the holidays to sell through current inventory. They have a lot of stuff that's retiring. Right. And a so, lot. So that, I'm sure they're trying to get rid of that first. And I guess that makes sense because typically Lego doesn't really put stuff on sale. Right. So they can then now put stuff on sale because it's kind of coming to the end of its life cycle right. to clear it out. They do have, I mean, I was actually surprised. Some of the sets are sets that were released this year. Yeah, and I saw um, them on sale. Yeah, and that one, they're already retiring. Yeah, All the, the, the Voltron set I saw is a VIP sale, like Black Friday. It was like 20 bucks off. And, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool set. Yeah, I didn't yeah. buy it. I saw it. it yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good display piece. It's kind of a pain to play with, but it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. We'll see what happens because you're right. There's a lot of stuff in uh, that comes out after the new year. Although a lot of it um, I've been seeing is available in Canada already. Why? I have no idea. I think I don't think it's supposed to be. I know some some regions are available the 26th, and then a lot of the stuff is uh, January sh- one. But and I it think can be shipping to their warehouses and so it's stores that the guy doesn't. You know, oh, the the, yeah, the, the worker at Target in. I don't know. Kamloops probably doesn't give a shit. Right. Yeah. I've seen that where they, the employees aren't aware of the on sale date or the on street date. And right. so they have it in stock. Somebody comes and asks for it. Oh yeah, we got it. Right. And they scan it and it, it, it rings up. So then here you go. Yeah, exactly. I can see that happening. Yeah. So the only plus side, I guess, to this, this, these sets not coming available till January is the fact that my kid's probably going to be flush with gift money from, you know, or gift cards. Yeah. So at that point, then he can go out and buy whatever. Buy your own Legos kid. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll end up buying them, but who yeah, knows? Sure. At some point, they will become part of the collection in our household. I, the speed, it'll be cool to see how they execute the Speedmaster stuff. I think one of the um, one of the other sets coming out too. I think there's the Lambo Poly bag that could be kind of cool. So it'll huh. just be the Lambo in its own yeah, yeah. Poly bag, which could be kind of neat. That'll yeah. I, I was trying to find some more info about um, the rest of that stuff that's coming out, but it's. Besides what they've done, like the official announcements, yeah, yeah. Are really. And since we're still talking about Lego, I did put together the uh, the gingerbread house. Oh yeah, the, the creator set. And my favorite part was building the gingerbread toilet. That is still hilarious. Yeah, 
so I got to I got to do the honors of, of putting the, the tank and bowl together and, and putting it on the bath mat. Do you have one the of the minifigs just chilling on it? <laughs> no. no. You no should, that should I be should. the only place he goes. Yeah. Just sits there. I just got to find a little swirl, yeah. little <laughs> Lego, and put that in the bowl. <laughs> that is... That is kind of gross, actually. Yeah, so that, that that's up on the uh, on the dining table in the living room. So we got that set up. D- didn't they come out with a Winter Village set as well this year? Uh, like I, a fountain or something? I can't remember. There's uh, so many sets; it's it's hard to keep straight. And we have some of them. We have like the the Toy Store uh, Winter set, yeah, yeah. and we have another one with like it's got a tree and ice skating and some other stuff. So we've picked up a couple of them over the years, but we don't do the whole you know, miniature village right. with the little tea lights inside and fake white snow, everything like we Wait, don't Did you ever far. have that growing up? My mom was big on that. Yeah. Yeah. And so she would like, we, the, in, in her condo, there's like a, a bar between the kitchen and the, in the, uh, the dining room, yeah. a bar height. And she would just cover it with the, what's that fake snow fabric, oh, yeah, you know, right. and lay it down. And it's she, just thicker fake spider web. Right. Right. Basically. Yeah. But she'd put, boxes and books under it to make it all Ooh. wavy and hilly and yeah. then set the the houses and the village all up on it and have lights and everything but it's yeah. it's not that fun because you don't you're not it's really just, it's just decoration it's totally decoration right. but you're not building anything it's just right. take it out of the box take it out of the bubble wrap put it down done but you know that's what some people like i i i think my grandparents had one maybe maybe I actually don't remember. I know seeing them. I know people that had them. Yeah. I've touched them. I don't know when we were in uh, whose they were. When we were in Europe uh, last week, yeah. there was at the Christmas markets. We saw uh, several vendors specializing in. But the, the weird thing is, is like with those Christmas markets, some of the vendors were totally like that's mass produced in some factory somewhere. Yeah. Some of the other ones you're looking at, and you're like, no, that that does look a little more rustic or handmade. More handmade. It could have just been the seconds from the first factory. <laughs> I don't know, but this yeah. one looks a little shitty. And if somebody could have made it by hand, yeah, yeah, and it's more expensive, so therefore it must be yeah, handmade. But so, yeah, so how was the trip? It was awesome. It yeah. was uh, nine days across uh, Germany, Czech Republic, and Austria, and so we uh, we flew into Munich and we had a rental car, so we drove all around. And what was the rental car? It was. It was a Mercedes A-Class or similar. Uh, sadly, we did not get the Mercedes A-Class. We got a pretty shitty Volvo V40 R-Design wagon. And it was the car itself was fine, uh-huh. except it had the downsized European spec turbo motor. So it was super laggy. Um, it had the the mandatory stop-start system. Oh, right. So if you're at a city light, hit, you, you're on the brakes for more than like a half a second. The engine shuts off. Yeah. Light goes green. You want to punch it. You got to wait for it to start. Go. And then because it's a laggy turbo, it takes a while before you actually are under boost and actually are accelerating. Right. That part sucked. Um, but it was great in terms of carrying our gear and, and all of the three of us um, all over um, Germany, Austria, and the uh, Czech Republic. That's awesome. The, the, uh, the only hiccup we had on the, on the trip was... Um, I'm familiar enough with German. I understand what it says. Yeah. But there's some things that you just don't notice or they're, they're not as obvious as they might be here in the States. So um, on early in the trip, we stayed in Nuremberg, uh, famous for Hitler and the Nuremberg trials. But we were there because of the That's Christmas. That's heartwarming. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's the holiday spirit. Yeah. Um, but there are some really awesome Christmas markets there. And right. it's only about an hour outside of Munich. And so we get there. 
um, we get an Airbnb and we have this awesome uh, apartment and we're walking around, but parking is, is horrendous in, in any of the European cities just oh, because of the so density. Bad. And there's it's all street parking with some parking garages, but the street parking, a lot of it is reserved. You have to have a special uh, decal that you buy through the city or right. whatever. A permit. So, yeah, a permit yeah. to be able to park in those spots. And so 90% of the spots are that. The other 10% that are free are full. So we ended up finding a parking garage not too far away next to a, that was associated with a, a mall, like the Galleria yeah. or something. So we pull in and park and then uh, we spend the night, we do our thing. And the next morning we're getting ready to leave and we're going to drive from Nuremberg to Prague, Czech Republic. We walk up to the parking garage and there's a huge metal steel rolling door that's closed. It's The door is closed. And I look, uh, I look over to the left and there's a small sign that's, Roughly the size, maybe like 15 inches square. Okay. Right? And you see it says 0700 to 2400. So, okay, it's open from 7 a.m. Yeah, to, to, to midnight. midnight. Yep. And then even smaller up above, it says Montag to Saturday. Whatever the German word for Saturday. So, it's only open Monday to Saturday. It's Sunday yep. and my car is trapped in this parking garage. Then there's like the, a couple of sentences at the bottom and a phone number. So, I whip out my phone. Google Translate with the live camera thing, and it explains that uh, to get the car out, if it's if you need to, yeah. you have to call this number, and it's fifty euro to get the car out. Oh. So I call the number, and that was one of the smart things I did. I I, uh, I bought prepaid European SIM cards. Yeah, so that we, is smart. So we had phone access and right. everything. So I had a French phone number. I call I call the uh, the German phone number, and it's an automated message, oh, no. and I don't understand any right, of it. Right, right, right. I was hoping for somebody to answer the phone, and I could just ask if they spoke English. Sure. Um, but luckily, I, I called the Airbnb host and said, hey, you know, we just checked out of your apartment. We had a great time. Came to get our car, and it's stuck in this parking garage, and there's a phone number. Can you please call it for us oh, and cool. help us out? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. So she calls and then calls us back, and she says, they'll be there within a half hour, and it's 50 euros to get the car out, but you have to have exact change. They won't give you change. Right. And so I look at my wallet. I got 50 euros. No big deal. The guy comes and he's happy. He's, he's really easy going. We talk to him. He speaks English. Oh, good. And he's like, oh, yeah, this happens three to five times every Sunday. But the coolest part of that whole thing was is I hadn't paid for parking. Like, you usually pay when you leave, right? Well, right. But now you're paying for 50 euros. I would have paid 20 euros to okay. park for one night. So... Technically, this was a 30-euro penalty. Yeah, yeah. If this happened in the U.S., I would have paid 20 bucks plus another 50 bucks. Well, sure. Or 150 bucks or whatever it would have been. Please scan your ticket, sir. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So on the plus side, it wasn't that much of a kick in the pants, you know, in terms of a a punishment. Yeah. But when I walked through, um, I was on like the fifth level. So I'm running up the ramps to get to the car. And I passed like two or three other cars that were still in in the parking garage. So uh, that was like the biggest hiccup of the entire trip. Everything else was rad. Well, believe it or not, I actually had a very similar thing happen to me in Zurich. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, except mine ended a little bit differently. Mine ended with me at the police station. Uh, so we were in Zurich and there was, it's same deal, but we're there on a Wednesday. There's no freaking parking. Right. So it turns out because Zurich is like a business, a banking capital, yeah. it's busy during the week. We finally get a hotel. There's a spot across the street to park in. And it's pay parking. And I know yeah. that. I read the sign. 7 o'clock. No problem. I go out there the next day at 7 o'clock and the car's gone. So it's no overnight parking? 
No. So <clears throat> I'll get to that in a second. So I go inside and I have the key, yeah, right? Yeah. But all of our stuff's in the car. Oh, shit. Like it's, yeah, it's, I think the car's stolen. So I asked the lady at the front desk, can you call the police department or police station? Tell them this is a license plate. Was the car stolen? I think it's stolen. Yeah. Find out. So she calls and she says, no, they have the car. What do you mean? So there was a little, like where the pay kiosk was. Yeah. There's maybe like seven spots, right? So the kiosk is at one side and then there's seven spots and uh-huh. it's on a, you know, it's all parallel parking. Yeah. So you just park and walk over to the pay kiosk. Well, halfway down the parking spots was it like a, maybe an A4, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper that said no parking on Wednesday. And it was a handwritten sign. Oh, come on. And if I'd seen it, yeah. no problem. I, I, I know enough German to know that, yeah. right? I was effing livid because nowhere... In nowhere, like it Why wasn't on the machine. Why would they put that on the parking machine? Yeah, exactly, right, right. Yeah. So it wasn't in a, in a logical spot. So we end up like, screw it. We've now, you know, the, we know where the car is. We know when the police station closes. We went had lunch, a few things. Walk over to the, I don't know, maybe we walked straight over there. Anyways, we had to walk like halfway across town to get to the this parking garage where the right. impound thing is. So we first go to the police station. I can't remember what it cost. A couple hundred dollars. It was okay. expensive. Um, they yeah, asked Zurich me, is a pretty pricey city to begin with. So. Yeah, and I, I was getting a little heated, so they asked me to wait outside while, while the person I was with dealt with the rest of it. Uh, so, and then we go, and they have their impound is the same deal, top of a parking garage, which right. is pretty funny, for a mall. And the guy, here's your you know ticket to get out. But they told us, they said, look, just go park in a spot. And that ticket will work all day. So you just oh, okay. park here for free. You already paid whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, it's not really free then. But but yeah, so that was my, I got a rental car impounded in Zurich. Yeah, that's fascinating. And then, so so we get on the road like a half hour late. Right. And so we're, we're driving into uh, the, the Czech Republic. And as soon as you cross the border, you have to, either before or after you, the border crossing, you have to purchase or have what they call a, a vignette. And a vignette, a vignette is a little decal that you put in the windshield that basically says you've paid taxes to drive on the road. Or in other words, it's a toll. Yeah. Because the European Union is a bunch of separate countries, unlike the U.S. where I can drive from here to Florida, my federal taxes have paid for the, the highway system. That doesn't work in Europe. And so the car was plated in Germany, so I could drive around Germany with no issue. But when I got out of the Czech Republic, I had to buy a, uh, a vignette. Right. So I, I purchased one uh, for like 10 euro, put that in the car. Were they like, did they give you an option of I only need a week or I need, or was it just day, you had to buy a, a year? No, 10 day, one month and a year. So, so I, in, in Zurich and Switzerland is the same way. Yeah. I rode dirty. I didn't even do it because the only way you could do it was a year and it was like 70 euro. I was like, oh, that's damn. stupid. I'm going to be there for two days. I'm yeah, not doing yeah. that. But apparently if you get pulled over without, yeah. you get fined. Yeah. So well, we just stuck to, we stuck to back roads. But when you got the car impounded, did they, they not? didn't say anything. Because it's, I guess in, in, uh. There, it's the highways. Okay. So, so the, the big highways, but if you stay to most of the surface streets, they don't, or like back roads or B road or whatever, they don't bug you. Yeah. yeah. So we did that. And so I knew that ahead of time. So we, that was not a problem. We did that. And then when we were leaving a couple of days later, when we left the Czech Republic, we were driving south into Austria. And the route was on like some two lane back road. So I didn't even realize we had crossed into Austria. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, I'll just wait to the next major city, which ended up being Linz, Australia, which was two hours <laughs> past oh, the border. Okay. But then I, so when we, we, the reason why we were going to Linz is there's a Haribo factory. So Haribo makes mm-hmm. gummy bears mm-hmm. and a bunch of other gummy candies. There's a factory there with a factory store. They That's don't, cool. they don't do tours, but it's a full blown store with 
every single type of gummy candy you could imagine. Right. And uh, I whip out my phone. I, I look, and luckily, every single gas station, pretty much in that city, had the vignette, so I could oh, go cool. buy it there. Right. Because I was freaking going. I don't want to have to drive all the way back towards a border. Oh yeah. Just to get the vignette, because I wasn't sure if it was just like a, a border thing. Right. Because you can buy it on either side of the border. So yeah, that makes I, sense. I can buy one for Austria in Germany. Right. And then when I cross the border into Austria, I can buy. So, um, so we got we got the vignettes and we were driving around. So it was fun. The, the biggest thing is we ended up parking entirely in parking structures just because of the hassle of on street parking. But we did start looking much more closely at the parking hours, the availability of uh, the parking structures. Because to me, that seems kind of foreign, only because of the fact that I've never had to worry about the parking structures hours. Because usually it's an automated exit so it's 24 hours no i've had like in uh when i lived in portland the same thing they have ones that close at midnight or two or whatever it is so if you're not back uh you either have to wait until the next day or i've i've been to one where i caught the guy like as he was locking up oh wow and was like please let me get my car and he he almost didn't want to but what's the reason for locking it up are they just trying to prevent vagrants from hanging out that or I don't know. I don't understand the logic. So in me, I mean, because we're in Orange County, so we're in the suburbs. So we don't have to deal with parking structures unless we're at a mall, which is free parking. So that was kind of the only, uh, the strange thing. But we went to a bunch of Christmas markets. That's awesome. It's the coolest thing. It's it's just every town center, square, plaza would have a tree and would have like, I mean, on a Wednesday in Salzburg, Austria, there was probably 1,500, 2,000 people in the small plaza. That's so cool. You know, shopping, drinking, and stuff. And at nighttime, it's a social scene. Right. Uh, you can get, um, it's basically like a warmed wine that's got sugar and cinnamon and other uh, stuff into it. Glow on or whatever it's called. Yeah. 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 And they're drinking that at a little festive mugs. But all these people are hanging out in little groups, just kind of chit-chatting. And trying to walk through thousands of people that are all clustered in groups of like five or oh. 15 makes it kind of tough. Yeah. It's an it's experience, but it was an awesome, awesome experience. And it's, it's weird to be taken out of your element to the point when you're hearing familiar Christmas music, but you have no idea what they're singing. <laughs> right. You know, I wish you a Merry Christmas, right. but it's entirely in German. Right. And Czech is even crazier. Cause the, the accents, I mean the, the base language, the, the source of it, it's, it's so much more Eastern European. Right. So, hearing it and hearing a song you're like i have no idea what part of the song they're singing but i know the melody so i know the song was was kind of a trip that's pretty cool but yeah it was it was a great trip my uh we ate a ton of good stuff i was just Uh, about to ask you what was the best meal that you had while you were there there were so many like at some of these christmas um christmas markets there was this thing uh called a trudelnik i think it's it's too many consonants not a vowels but in some places, they called it a chimney cake. And basically, it's dough that they wrap around a large wooden dowel. And the dowel is probably like four inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. So it's wrapped around that. And then it's put on these spits that are rotating over a, a grill. Mm-hmm. So it's grilled dough that obviously is, is cooked. And then you can either eat it. So it ends up being like a, a hollow it's like a cylinder, a hollow cylinder, okay. right? Or they'll drop in a little like. Dixie cup inside of it yeah. and then fill that with ice cream and then chocolate, nuts, oh, strawberries, all that stuff. So, of course, we went the deluxe route and did that. <laughs> that was well, good. Of course. Um, pretzels the size of your head that were phenomenal. Uh, we ordered grilled cheese. Um, and you're thinking grilled cheese like grilled cheese sandwich. No, this is like squeaky cheese that they threw on a grill 
and it's it's like the size of like a like a chicken patty kind mm-hmm. of thing. That same thickness, and it's grilled, and they put it on a piece of like wheat toast, and then they grab some like jam and throw it on top of the cheese. So you got this salty sweet um, treat. It hmm. was awesome. That sounds pretty good. And then uh, it was just you know eating uh, sausage, eating skewers of random meats that I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, when we were in the Czech Republic, as we were driving from Prague down to Salzburg, um, we we stopped in a a small town for lunch, and the town was called uh, Chesky Krumlov, and. I don't know why we stopped there, but somehow my my Sounds wife like a, a like a weird yeah, book character's name kind of, but it, it's it's a, it's a smaller uh, smaller town, so it's not like big city living. Sure, but there was a restaurant there that's like a medieval barbecue, and so it's in this old cellar, so it's kind of like below street level, and it's got the the arched brick yeah. uh, ceilings and stuff, and there's a grill probably the size of this table, so it's like four feet by six feet, open flame cooking. And it's two feet to my right at the table. That's and awesome. It, and it was phenomenal. I had, um, basically it was like an assorted meats platter. Yeah, yeah. So I had like lamb, I had chicken, I had steak, I had other bits of other animals. That was awesome. It was kind of like medieval style barbecue, basically. Is yeah. What the, the menu was kind of derived from what they would have ate back in the day. I'm drooling um, a little bit. So that was really cool. And that, that town was really cool. Like we went to uh, some of the Christmas markets there and some of these markets in the bigger cities, the the vendors are set up in what look like little wooden sheds. Mm-hmm. One side opens and it's got like a counter and a little display and people are inside like on elevated platforms yeah, looking down yeah. at you. We have that here. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you walk through and, and in the bigger cities, a lot of the stuff is typically mass produced. Some right. of the stuff does look like it's, it's handmade, but in this smaller town, it's a lot of trinkets and trash kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like laser cut wooden ornaments. You're like, okay, that's cool. Right. But laser, um, but in, in Chesky Krumloff, it was different in the fact that we found this one. Uh, it was a guy, it was, the husband was running the booth when we first went there and his wife ended up coming later with more ornaments that she'd made, but she, these were handcrafted ornaments that were hand sewn hand painted but they were a mixture of like porcelain fabric paint and all this stuff and so they were really elaborate really delicate really kind of funky cool looking yeah ornaments and we so we picked up three okay cool um while we were there that was kind of cool from the shopping oh wow i got something kind of yeah. cool i can't find anywhere else that was really cool was that kind of the the only i don't guess souvenir sort of thing you got oh, no, we, we bought all sorts oh, of stuff you? yeah in different places like we bought uh like some hand carved wood ornaments yeah. uh we we bought some stuff from some stores there was a when we were in nuremberg we walked by a store that was called a uh, kathy wolf fart but it looks like it's kathy wolf fart sure yeah in germans and uh it's a store dedicated to nothing but Christmas, and it's open year-round. Oh, cool. And so we walk into one, and it's kind of cool. And they, my wife takes a look, and she finds this little squirrel that she thinks is the coolest thing, because my wife likes squirrels. Yeah. And so she takes a picture of it and texts it to me. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And so she leaves it in the store. No big deal. We go walking like two or three blocks down the way to another Christmas market. There's another one of those stores. All right, so they must be all over Germany. It's like a chain store? Apparently that's what we, yeah, it, yeah it is a chain okay and so we're like all right no worries so when we get to Munich we'll go to that store and we'll pick it up sure they don't have those stores in Munich Mm-mm. so 
like my that wife, only makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're all like in northern Germany, like Nuremberg and above. And there's one maybe like an hour and a half south of of Munich, but yeah. nothing like within Munich proper. And so uh, we didn't realize it. So we we leave the squirrel behind, and then it's not until we get to Prague. My wife's asleep. I'm on my phone, like doing some research, trying to see if I can find a store location, yeah. and they don't have any. So then I end up finding out that they have a website, a U.S. website. They have the squirrel. Oh, really? It's sold out. Oh, of course it is. So then I go to the German website. There's a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Then there's a German website, and you can translate it into English. So I can read and understand the entire site. Right. I, I, I click on the squirrel. It's like 49 or 39 euro. Uh-huh. And then I go, oh, okay, shipping to U.S., 40 euro. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's that. too much. I had it shipped to my buddy's house in Germany that we were going to be at uh, two or three days later. Oh, perfect. Hoping that it would get there yeah, in time. Yeah. Um, to surprise my wife. She had no idea that yeah. I ordered it. So I ordered it, had it shipped. We were at my buddy's house Tuesday and Wednesday. I ordered it Sunday night. We were there Tuesday, Wednesday. It showed up after we left on Wednesday. Oh, man. But my buddy works in Munich. So he took it to work with him on Thursday. And then after uh, Grayson and I went to the BMW Museum, mm-hmm. we drove to his office and picked up the squirrel. Oh, so that's cool. We have a squirrel named Smokey as a souvenir. And apparently it's an incense smoker thing. You put the incense cone inside. Hence the name. Smoky. Got it. And it's a limited edition thing, apparently. This company, almost like Hallmark, where they do a limited edition Christmas ornaments. Right. They do a limited edition incense smoker every year. That's cool. And this year just happened to be a squirrel. Like That's other cool. years, it's other things. Right, right, right. So that was the... Uh, the thing that we didn't realize we wanted until we didn't have it. And then it was like this whole adventure to get it. That's cool. So, well, it's nice that you had somewhere to be able to send it too. Cause that's yeah. always right. helpful. Right. Yeah. And it's like, Oh shit. Could I send it to the hotel? Oh, when I was thinking, I was saying Airbnb, nobody's going to be there to sign for it. Like right. how do I, so yeah, luckily that worked out, but that's cool. um, we came back with a bunch of stuff, but luckily we had plenty of room in our suitcases. Yeah. So that, that worked out nicely. Well, what's, what do you think? Like the, as far as the stuff you came back with, what do you, what do you like the most, I guess? Or what did Grayson like? He liked the pretzels. He was down with the pretzels. He picked up some, um, non hot wheels, hot wheels. Like there's different brands like majorette and other mm-hmm. things that yeah, we don't sure. have here. So he picked up a couple of those. We went to the, uh, the Red Bull hangar in Salt. I was just going to ask you about that. Cause so, I saw pictures that you went there and that, yeah. I'm, Pretty freaking jealous. So he's got a, a a scale model of one of the F1 cars, yeah. the, the Red Bull, uh, the what is it, the Toro Rosa, or Rosa Toro, Toro whatever. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. Um, and they had the actual real car in the hangar. That's so he's so got bad. his toy car next to it, and he's posing for pictures and stuff. And that's just like a a big boy toy wet dream. So do they just have like it's just a because I the, your picture there's planes, there's cars, there's trucks, there's all kinds of shit in there. Mm-hmm. They just have this place you can go. Is that their lobby? What is that? It's literally an airplane hangar at the Salzburg airport okay. that Red Bull owns. They own two of them, or they own that one for sure. There's another one that's across the way that we, you can't go into. It's not open to the public. Right. That's filled with just Red Bull toys. So it's either vehicles that they own, sponsor, or somehow related to the Red Bull brand. Do you pay to get in? No, it's, a- it's, it's free to get in. There, There's a gift shop. There's a bar. There's a restaurant. It's more of like an event space. Oh, okay. So people can rent it out. And yeah. like they were they were cleaning up from like a gallery, a photography gallery event that they had the night before. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not worth going just to go for that one thing. Yeah. Because you can walk through the whole place in about 45 minutes and be done with it. Right, right, right. So but if you're not, in the area. If you're in the area, right. it's definitely worth checking out. Right. And uh, so, yeah, my son got some Red Bull swag. He got a, a, a T-shirt, like KTM Red Bull uh, racing from their motorcycle. Oh, yeah. And then, cool. uh, yeah, there was just 
cool stuff. And so we, because again, you know, my son's into cars and I like cars too. On this trip, we went to not the, a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> we went to the Audi Museum. We went to the BMW Museum, and then we went to the Red Bull Hangar. That's right. And of the automaker museums, the Audi one I thought was better than the BMW one. Have you, so other side of the country, but have you been to Porsche or Mercedes? No, and that's next on the list. So those are the ones that I've been to. And I will tell you that the Mercedes Museum is one of the most incredible museums I've ever been to. Just because it basically starts at the very beginning, but it's like going to a history museum. Right. It goes through time, which is really cool. But you cannot compare anything to the Porsche Museum. It is... It's small. It yeah. doesn't take very long to see everything. Which is kind of nice. But it's some of the most... I'm a big Porsche fellow, I guess. Yeah. Some of the most amazing stuff is there. And then getting to see... like They have this whole display. It's all these trophies. And the, the Dakar trophies there. And that oh, was right. oh, so unbelievably cool to see. The Audi Museum is kind of the same way. It's, it's smaller. Right. And it's a circular... Uh, museum. So you start at the top and it's that's how the Mercedes one ramp, is, yeah. you know, kind of down. Yep. And the cool thing is with the Audi Museum, when you're on that level, everything's open. You can see all the cars on the level, right. but they're grouped logically. And then throughout the floor, there's these kiosks with postcards relating to the cars around it. So if you see a really sweet Audi race car, like the Pikes Peak uh, championship winning car yeah. from Walter Roll, there's a postcard of it. You can grab it. It's free. Right. So you can pick up interesting really? postcards. Yeah. As you walk through the museum, there's a kid's area. There's there's interactive exhibits where you can see how an engine works and you're playing with stuff. Yeah, yeah. The BMW museum is larger and the displays are much prettier. Like it's it's backlit illuminated glass right. walls and all this mood lighting and stuff. But you can't see anything because there, there's like a walking path. Mm-hmm. And then the exhibits are off the path in like a enclosed space. And there's five cars in that enclosed space. Like they had one just on the M cars and there was like six cars in there and it's just way more sterile, less Mm. to actually play with. That makes sense. Um, And it was harder to kind of get a glimpse at what you wanted to see because you couldn't see it from across the room. You had to go walk into each one of these little alcoves and go, Oh, that's cool. This, I can skip that. Um, So it didn't seem nearly as much fun as the Audi museum was. I mean, Audi though, just both of them, if they've got, the right cars out. Yeah, they have the brand history. Yeah. So the Audi had all their brands that combined to make Audi. Right. So the Auto Union. So they had DKW. They had Wanderer. They had all these brands that cool. I've never seen in the states. Yeah, yeah. And so that was really cool. The the BMW stuff, I've seen most of it. Right. Like I've seen all these cars either firsthand or in other places before. Yeah. Like so it was. It was interesting, but it wasn't quite exquisite. Like, it was funny because we're walking through and they had the, um, what is it, the BMW Z1, the little roaster where the doors go in the, oh, yeah, retract into the body. Yep. Grayson walks up. He's like, oh, hey, we saw that at Art Center like, uh, you know, two months ago. We're like, yeah, we did. Well, so the same thing, like Porsche, I would I would guess BMW and Porsche both, they, they ship their collections around the world. There's right. stuff happening, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I can see how you may have seen some of that before, but there's got to be stuff that you haven't seen. The, eh, not so much with BMW. No. It was kind of interesting. Like they had a couple of the art cars, but they didn't have like any of the the Warhol or any right. of the very famous ones. I think those are here, probably. Yeah, because I've seen the Warhol, one of the Warhol yeah. ones, yeah. the M one. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was interesting in that regard. Um, both museums were relatively inexpensive, and both of them have a new car showroom like within yeah. walking distance. Right. So that was kind of funny being able to like check out the new cars and, and play with them and stuff and. 
of course, all the interesting stuff is locked up, so you can't get into it. There's a Porsche dealer across the street from the museum. Okay. And it's because well, that's like where the factory is. And right. I, guess like, I don't know if the, technically the factory store or who owns it, but it's uh, it's pretty rad because you they, it's like going to a, you know, you go to a Porsche dealer here and they're very much like, they're fine. They're, it's like walking into Abercrombie and the Fitch. Porsche They'll ignore you. Yeah. yeah, but no, but when you go there, like it's right because the cars have bike racks on top and ski racks. Right. And they're all accessoried out. Here, they're very, this is a 911. How dare you put a roof rack on it? Dude, that's exactly what you should do with it. Yeah, use it. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, so Grayson walked out of the uh, Audi Museum with a coloring book and some other things because there was a activity center and there was a lady there just handing him a bunch of stuff. And Yeah, that's it, cool. It helps being a cute kid. Like, there was yeah. all sorts of times where we were going places and people would just give them stuff. Right. Like, uh, samples of food that they weren't giving out samples. Right. You know, they go, oh, here, you should try this. Yeah, yeah, Or, you know, he's he's admiring some art that some guy was selling and the guy's like, well, here's a postcard of this art piece, you know. That's so, cool. Did he, get to, did he pick up any of the language or anything as he went? No. Other than the Osfart signs mm-hmm. everywhere he went, the exit signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I still find that funny. I it mean, is funny, but Einfart, well, Osfart. Like, yeah. Maybe learn how to say hello. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he did you know, Guten Morgen. Yeah. yeah you right. know, like the, the basic, yeah. the, the basic basics. And that's, and that's the thing is like, for some people, this seems like it's an intimidating trip because of the language barrier. It's not. There isn't a language barrier, really. Most Germans speak English. Even in, in the Czech Republic, if they're under 30, odds are they speak English. Well, if you try to, if you, I've found that if you just make make a little bit of an effort, yes. right, and then it's a problem, you'll still you'll figure it out. Either right. they'll start speaking English if they do, right. or you sort it out another way. Yeah. yeah. And so that's basically what it came to. I mean, we, we did fine with our, our very limited German. Yeah. Um, but it, that, I think adds to the fun like if you get out of your comfort zone yeah. and kind of feel uncomfortable that's that's where kind of the the sense of adventure right. becomes like I know, I know i have friends that they're oh we're going to europe it's like oh where are you going they're just going to all the the touristy spots and you're like okay but you're not really going to interact with any of that local culture or kind I of love the you know like i well you know this i like going to any of those kind of off the beaten path yeah. the little city that nobody would go to right. i like that kind of stuff yeah so that that, that chesky krumloff same thing yeah. it was just like there's not that many tourists here there was a, a there was sure a that tour wasn't bus. a kgb agent or something i know <laughs> the crazy thing is that there's a castle there and it's and it's a uh the city is a unesco world heritage site so there's a there's a castle there. That's we, awesome. And we walk up to the castle, and there's sort of kind of like a what looks to be like a moat area, like as we cross into like the castle entrance, and there's fencing, and people are staring down at the fence. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's down there. We look down there. There's full on bears in the moat. And I don't really know if it's a moat, but it was what? a a deep channel that went under the bridge as we entered. But were they were they supposed to be there? Yeah, there was there was like it was more like a zoo exhibit. In okay. a moat, because they were fed. There was, oh, okay. there was um, like a sliding door that I'm sure that took them into some other holding area or something. But it was the most unexpected thing. You're walking up to this, you know, several hundred year old castle, yeah. and bears. That was kind of rad. I mean, so, if they had bears on a T-shirt, I would have picked them up. But <laughs> they they missed out on that souvenir opportunity. Well, maybe you should write them a letter. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that's a, that's a trip is just that the sense of history that's everywhere. That's just nonchalant to those people. Right. Like when we were in Prague, there's a, a tower, the tower or gate. It's uh, I think they call it the, the, the powder, the powder gate. And it splits 
what they call Old Town from New Town. And that gate used to be part of the city gate. That's what was kind of the city limits. So I look it up. Old Town was established in the 9th century. Oh. New Town was established in the 13th century. Well, clearly new. So New Town is, yeah, new wow. at only 700 years old. It's funny. I had I actually was having this almost this exact same conversation with a friend from uh, from England was over. Uh, and I went and met up with him for... For a couple of drinks, and he and I were talking that kind of same thing. Like you, you go back east here, right? Yeah. And you're looking at stuff and you're like, whoa, it's just over 200 years old. That's crazy. Yeah, and Europeans you, are like, Psh. yeah, you go to Europe and they're like, this no, clock that's, tower is 700 years old. Yeah, I guess there's like he was telling me about some bar that's been serving continuously since the Middle Ages. Yeah, uh, the, if, if not before that, the Christmas market that we went to in Munich at in the Marienplatz, which is the main uh, plaza at the there's a famous clock tower uh-huh. that's the Glockenspiel. It's actually kind of like a cuckoo clock, like right. a life-size one. Um, that Christmas market there started in 1310. 700 years yeah. of Christmas market. My city that I live in now was founded and built in 1986. Well, yeah. So it's just and that... we whole- think that's all. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like in Southern California, that, that sense of history is like, oh man, like... I mean, Old Town Orange, San Diego, and parts of L.A., yeah, there's stuff that's from the 1900s. Well, there's stuff, but, okay, there's stuff 1700s, like buildings from the 1700s in, you know, other parts of the U.S., right? right? Yes. But that's still nothing compared to when you go you go to Europe, and this stuff is proper. And it's and it doesn't look old. Like, no, I mean, it's, a lot it's painted, of it it's, it's being used, it's right. occupied, it's restaurants still in it or whatever. What trips me out is that you're, you know, like you're, like, so you're going on the Autobahn in Germany and yeah. like, especially at night, cause they light them up. Like there's castles oh, all yeah. over the place. They're all lit up yeah. and they're, it's amazing. And they're beautiful. And everybody's like, no, it's just a castle. What do you, who cares? Yeah. But I mean, the only castle we have around here is Cinderella's castle right. in Anaheim, you know? So, <laughs> and that was 1955. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I, know, I know somebody, their city hall in the city that they're from in Germany is the old castle. That's rad. Like that, that whole sense of history is, is crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. And it you're I wouldn't say it's like a nonchalant attitude, but it's just it's just normal. It's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, in so we were walking around of course and because we were in the historic centers of a lot of these towns, right. there everything's cobblestone, the roads, yeah, so awesome. The sidewalks. And it's very intimidating when a car is barreling down a cobblestone road. They could only be going like twenty miles an hour. But it sounds... Oh, it sounds loud. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and so it, it's just interesting. But um, there was a couple of sidewalks that we were walking on that were under construction. So they pulled up a lot of the cobblestones and set them aside to lay down some new cables or parts. So we picked up a, uh, a piece of a cobblestone. So we have a part of Prague with us. I don't know if you're supposed to do that. They, I think they probably wanted to put that back. They probably put it back. But, you know, that's, they can always make new ones. Can they? Yeah. Not That's, that's well one of the reasons why they do it. It's, it's, it's a low-skill art. So basically, fi- like finding a, a mason or finding somebody that does cement work takes more work than finding somebody that can just cut a brick down to huh. size. So, yeah. So we have a little, little cobblestone action at home as a souvenir. That's cool. Yeah. I finally got to show Grayson what triple digit speeds. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So you went on the Autobahn. What did you get a top speed? Yeah, just under 200 kilometers per hour. The uh, the Volvo had a sticker that said it could only go 210. Yeah. 200 kilometers an hour is 125. Yeah. And so I was about 198. So 123-ish, I guess I was doing. I got to look it up. I think we did at a rental. It was a 324. Nope, 318. It was a 318, yeah. and we did just over 200, I think. Yeah. The problem with the Volvo was, again, it was loaded with three passengers yeah. and, and luggage, and then it was 
very slow. So obviously <laughs> the fast lane is just for passing only. Yeah. So I would get around and floor it, but trying to get up to speed right. without having somebody closing in on you really quick was tough. Um, so we were only able to keep that that ballpark 200 kilometers per hour speed for maybe like 15, 20 minutes yeah. before it was just too many people kept coming up on us. And I had to keep changing lanes and I just kind of gave up. I got kind of lucky at one point because it was a little bit later at night and there weren't a lot of people on the road. But Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was less comfortable doing it at nighttime yeah. only because I didn't know what was up ahead. Sure. You know, so at least on a, on a daytime clear, like a straight shot, I, I'm cool. Yeah. But speeding it dark in an unfamiliar area, it's like, eh, not, the not so much. I'm not the smartest. Yeah. But it was an awesome way to uh, celebrate turning 40. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it was just a, a great vacation. You know, we came home Monday morning. My son's like, hey, uh, when can we go back to Germany? I want to get some more pretzels. <laughs> well, now you'll have to take them somewhere else. But the cool thing is, I mean, from his perspective, he is so nonchalant about it. Like yeah. neighbors and friends are like, oh, so what do you think? How was it? And he's like, it was cool. Yeah. Like to him, it's just, this is what we do. This is our family vacation. Right. But this is a kid at the age of nine that has been to four countries. He's been to Japan, Germany, Czech Republic, and Austria. That's a hell of a year. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I, I hope that at some point it either either he realizes, you know, how lucky he is to be on these experiences, but right. at the same time it also maybe inspires a, a wanderlust in him to kind of continue to explore the rest of the world and, and to learn more about it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um but yeah, in my my thing, my wife and I are always laughing. In places he's never been, he walks around like he knows where he's going. <laughs> so we're walking through the airport, and it's his first time in Munich, and he's 150 feet ahead of us walking. Right. Like he knows where he's going. And it's like, all right. Well, he never got lost. I mean, the worst thing is, yeah, you just go the wrong way for a little bit, I guess. Yeah. And it, it, we wouldn't let him out of our sight. Sure. But just knowing that he was walking ahead of us was always just kind of funny instead yeah. of just being right with us. Did he ever? And at no point, he was like, wait a minute, where am I? No, it, it was funny because we went in Prague, we went to a restaurant. And so we were on the street where the restaurant was and he knew the restaurant name. Right. But he didn't know where it was, right. except it was just on the street. And my wife and I just enjoyed it because it gave us actually a few moments of the silence. Line, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Without all these hypothetical, what would you do in this situation? Right. Or would you like this or this? You right. know, all those questions that a, that a nine-year-old likes to throw at you. So we just got to hold hands and just kind of enjoy the the ambiance and, and the tranquility yeah. that we had for those 30 seconds. And then he disappears because he walked into the restaurant. Oh, that's funny. So then we walk up and he's in the right restaurant and he's just hanging out in the uh, in the little lobby area. Yeah, waiting. The entrance is waiting. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's cool that you get to share that with him too. I'm sure it's nice to spend time, you know, without him, but. Yeah, it, it goes both ways. But right. I mean, it was it was a very pleasant family adventure. I uh, I would like to have gone to Europe and Japan and stuff as a child, but, you know, I didn't get to. Well, I mean, I didn't go on my first flight until I was seven, and it was to Lake Tahoe. By the time my Which, son was seven, he's... Why are you flying to Tahoe, man? My dad won an Employee of the Year award, oh, and okay. the grand prize was a, a, was it, three days, two nights, Lake Tahoe Resort, rental car, and airfare. That's cool. So, yeah, my first time as on a plane was at the age of seven. By the time my son was seven, I think he'd been on something like 20 flights already. So, well, I, okay. In fairness to this, uh, in full disclosure, I should say, I think my first flight, I was like five days old or something oh, wow. like that. Went to Hawaii. Damn. Yeah. We went to Hawaii a lot when I was a kid, which, Hey, a lot of kids yeah. don't get to do that. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, don't know that I ever, I mean, I, I think I've been to Hawaii enough. I like it. It's fine. 
But yeah. there's so many other places to go. True. But I, I think for uh, for us, Maui is always that just low-key, chill spot just because right. we've been there enough times. It's relaxing. There's enough variety, enough isolation and convenience that are all kind of in the area that it makes it kind of our, our go-to spot. And I've been there maybe not as many times as you have. I think yeah. I've been there maybe five or six times over the last couple of years. But I would go back in a heartbeat. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say I would never go back or, or anything like but that. But I, if you have a list of places you right. want to go to, yeah. it's not at the top. I exactly. do love Maui. I do love kind of you go North Island and it's nice and quiet and or Up Island or where you want to go. So is this like a, a family tradition Island. thing to go? Or is this just... My dad and when my parents were married, they just liked to go and they mm. went all the time. Do you ever go for Christmas? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. And then we... I only went a few times when I kind of got a little bit older. But yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I've been handful of times for work and other things. Yeah, yeah. It's nice when you go for work. Yeah, yeah. It, it's That's my favorite part is traveling on somebody else's dollar. Right. Because no matter what, even if it's nonstop meetings, as soon as that last meeting's done, I'm going to do something. I'm yeah. going to explore. I'm going to find something, have a little sense of adventure, do something fun yeah. to counteract the sitting on my ass for the past seven <laughs> or eight hours right. that I've been doing. So, yeah, I always look forward to business travel. Yeah, I... Most of the time, like it. The last couple of trips I've gone on have been kind of really short in, in and out. Yeah, that which it, is it's hard when it's an overnight thing where it's just you fly in, spend the night, next morning you have meetings, and you fly back that right. same day. Yeah, and it, especially when you know, I mean, that's it, everything else kind of yeah falls to the wayside, and it's kind of a bummer. That's when you just have fun at the airport bar because it's really the only chance. Yeah, I've got you know, I try to do uh, as much as I can, and it doesn't happen as yeah. often as I'd like. But I I like getting tattoos in different places. So it's kind of my like I'll just go get a little small tattoo uh, on my leg, and I just I haven't had the opportunity to do you that. Should in open quite a, a while. chain of like airport tattoo parlors for that, that same would be reason. Hilarious. That would be pretty dang funny. <laughs> it would be super awkward, but uh, maybe not. Maybe maybe people have that same souvenir. Well, you mindset, know, you, you know? know what's really funny though. So uh, we've talked about this. It's probably a thing, or somebody's already got this wheel in motion. Um, that would be would be interesting. Yeah. yeah, but I was, you know, and it's always something themed to. I'll go in and talk to the artist and be like, you know, what do you right, think right. about th- this place and what what do you consider? But then you'd also have to figure out like what the criteria was because it's not like you'd really want a tattoo of Barstow, California, or you know, BFE no. somewhere else. Right. No, you would not want a Barstow <laughs> tattoo. Um, although, to those in Barstow uh, that would want a Barstow tattoo, hey, good for you. Yeah, you know, you do your thing. Do your thing. Right. So, okay. Well, uh, let's switch gears really quick, unless you want to share anything else about Germany. I, no, it's no. It's so it, awesome. It I'm, was, so, I'm so jealous. And again, happy birthday. Yeah. Thank Welcome you very much. Welcome to age. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's un, unadult middle age. Yeah. 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 It, it, it doesn't feel any different. Like, I don't have any more aches or pains. I'm, it's no. Life is the same. I still think I'm 27 mentally, so it's, it's it, all good. Give it a few months. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm six months in. Cause that's, that's the other thing is like, you know, we're talking about closing out the decade, closing yeah. out the year. I mean, I'm closed. I closed out my thirties. Yeah. And so really the 2020 is the start of my forties really. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'll only be 40 for two weeks by right. the time tw- you know, January 1st rolls around. So it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think there's uh there's always going to be some good stuff coming up ahead. Yeah. And there's always, you know, yeah, hopefully. Oh, I'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we all will. Yep. Uh, so okay. you wanted to shift gears. What I do want to shift gears. Let's talk about Christmas. This all is right. supposed to be our Christmas episode. It is. And I know we've sort of talked about it, but what do you get next me? week. What do you get me? <laughs> what am I getting you? <laughs> I didn't get you anything yet. I'm getting you love you want affection. Some, you want some Haribo gummies? I got some of those left over. You know what? I do not, but thank you. Um, 
Although I, they are the best gummy bears. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like the clear. I don't know what flavor it is, but I like the clear ones. Oh, we, we got the clear. We got the the sour. We, oh, sour. That we got so good. many. We, they have ones that are like half. They're they're clear, like translucent color, and then white. Like I think it's a yogurt mix. Okay. Like yogurt gummies? I don't know. I do like to behead my gummies. Oh. I like to bite the head off. I do that with my gingerbread men. Yes. I behead them, and then I dismember them. So I saw somebody that took uh, the ginger or the um, angel cookie cutter, yeah, and cut the heads off of them, and oh. then made them baby Yoda cookies. Interesting. So for those of you out there looking for a tip, Pinterest inspiration. Yeah. Yep, and there you I go. was not on Pinterest. So what's going on for Christmas with you? Uh, so we are kind of every year we you know do a little bit of family stuff, but it's not really that big of a deal. It's pretty low key. Yeah, um, I'm doing. I'm gonna make the main course for Christmas dinner this year. We kind of all... Is all your family share. in SoCal? Most of them. Okay. My dad's not, but yeah. he's, you know, we'll call him. Um, we're doing... Uh, I'm going to do a uh, sous vide roast, like Ooh. a two-day sous vide roast. You and have then, the gear? Or oh, yeah. Is? Oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's, you know, food nerd. That's the other thing we haven't really gotten into, but it, it is true. Um, so I'm going to do that, and then... Christmas Eve, we'll go to my stepdad's. My mom, my stepdad, and I will go to his family's, and we do like a kind of a white elephant. It's not really white elephant anymore. Uh, it's actually pretty decent stuff. And then you, it, it's a thing where so there's a big pile. Right. You draw numbers. Right. And like if you're first, you pick something, and Somebody else get, steal it can be it. stolen twice. Yeah. The whole the third thing. owner gets to keep it. Yeah. It usually, exactly, and it usually ends up being a good alcohol or like oh, a nice. fun toy or something like you know like an adult toy. So I always like the. Uh... I don't mean adult toy. I mean geared towards a non-child toy yes yes but those are fine too yeah well i mean yeah, kind of maybe not in that company i i wanted to do uh, i can't remember the brand but uh, is it Charmin that's got the huge mm. huge toilet paper mm-hmm, roll mm-hmm. and it has with its own floor stand it's like 30 bucks i saw that but that's a that's over the the white elephant gift limit because we usually do like 20 dollars. oh okay because these if these was, ones go up to 50 because if it was like 50 i would yeah. buy that that is a good one because that would be awesome but it's online or only. only. So, I mean, at this point, you're not going to get one. But. I usually do. I bring a booze. All right. Like a you ever steal your prize back? I have never taken my own back. However, I may have maneuvered so that somebody in, in the my immediate family received Got it. To, yeah. And we yeah, sure. and we had it anyways. Yeah. It's always fun. Like, you, you have this sort of weird feeling of validation when your white elephant gift is the one that everybody wants. Right. You're like, yeah, I picked that out. But yeah. it's like, who cares? <laughs> right. It's just, it's super dumb. Yeah. But, but it's, so my sisters will be at their in-laws and then Christmas day, we'll all go to my mom's and nice. we do breakfast and then we do presents and games and hang out. Is everybody wearing matching pajamas? No, but we are, I don't think they'll hear this. My niece and nephew, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but we are doing um, the Polar Express train. They don't know this yet. Oh. There's that Polar Express train yeah. on, uh, I think, the 29th or something like that. Right. So we're going to go do that. And my sister wants to do This PJs, episode comes but... out Christmas Day. So the odds are they will are, have already gotten a prize by the time they hear this. Well, and they, they don't. I mean, they're too young for this. So I don't think they're listening to Uncle Yeah, this Ryan's content podcast. is marked explicit content. So, yeah. yeah. So fuck, fuck. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Although... Yeah, they, it's not like they haven't heard that from me either. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. What are you guys doing? So uh, we're having Christmas Eve at, at our house. Um, because my, my dad's Colombian, the, the, it's quite common in like Latino Catholic uh, populations to do everything Christmas Eve, like stay up till midnight, open presents and stuff, especially right. like South American countries. Uh, 
everybody has kids, so nobody's staying up the minute to open presents. But basically, uh, we got my dad, stepmom, stepbrothers, brother, and all of their kids and significant others coming over on Christmas Eve. We'll do dinner, and then we'll probably open presents around like 8 or 9 o'clock or something like that, and then send everybody home, and then Christmas Day is ours. So we don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to do anything. Um, If we want to go over to see friends or family or something like that, we can do that, but we're not... There's no obligation right. to show He's up or do anything. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's really kind of a, a low key thing. It, it, it's kind of nice, and it. I think the reason we can get away with it is because my dad's side of the family is all still in South America. So it's not oh. like I have any of his side of the family like in Southern California, and then my in laws are in Oregon. So it's really just kind of an isolated thing. It's not like I have to do Christmas Eve here, Christmas morning there, and do go to. In- do your in laws ever visit or anything? No, we, we sometimes do go up there. Yeah. Uh, we, we've been up to, to Oregon a couple times for Christmas, especially when Grayson was younger. Yeah. Um, sometimes we'll we'll FaceTime while Grayson's opening presents just so they can they see how... They come down here? They're too cool for SoCal? You know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just they're not huge fans of the, the travel hassle, I guess. Got it. No, and that makes complete sense because it is a flipping hassle. Yeah, and especially when you're older and it's not as easy to kind of get around. So... It's easier for us to come up there than it is for them to come down. And right. besides my my in laws being up there, like my my sister in laws up there, um, and my wife's aunt and uncles are up there. So there's eight or ten people that are part of her family up in the in the Portland area. Yeah, so, so it's it makes easier sense for, that they hang out. For, yeah, right. it makes sense for us to go up there and visit them and do right. that. And so we do that like every other year or so. Um, this would have been the year for us to go, but because we had this trip to Europe. And with everything else, it's like we didn't want to be gone the entire well, month of be, December. It's going to be cold and rainy down here anyways. It's yeah. supposed to be, I think, raining and It'll cold. It'll feel like Oregon here anyways. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want somebody to go from Oregon to Oregon. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to be hanging around. But I, I'm sure if we get bored at some point between Christmas and, and, and New Year's, we may go on a small trip somewhere. You know, like a, a weekend thing or, yeah. a, a, you know, one night, two night kind of thing just to kind of change, change it up a little bit. Yeah. But... Beyond that, it's just going to be hanging around, playing with the new toys is kind of the plan. It's That'd just cool. a nice, low-key Christmas. So I just realized two years ago today, I was landing. So you went to Germany two years ago today, so it would have been just before Christmas. I was landing in Chile to, oh, go, right. to do my Patagonia trip. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and that has now made me sad. <laughs> Not sad, but I, I miss it. I wish I you know had some adventure happening, but I'll do that after. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the, the big reason why we like travel so much is just, it's that carrot mm-hmm. that you have fixated upon because you want to get there. So right. like right now, it seems kind of strange that I don't have a trip to look for. Well, I take that back. I do have a trip to look forward to, but it's a work trip. Right. But a, a family vacation to look forward to, you know, because when we did Tokyo, we were looking forward to that. Right. And then um, did we do? We did Maui over the summer. So then we had Maui to look forward to after Tokyo. And then after Maui, we had Europe. Well, I sound like a pretentious asshole <laughs> of all this travel. A little bit. It's yeah, a, a little bit, yeah. Well, I, it, we could talk about it. I went to seven countries last year. So, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Um, well, actually, over the last 12, 18, something like that. I was in, How many are you the, banned from? <laughs> four? I don't know. Um, no, I, I, I spent, you know a lot of time traveling over the last couple of years myself. And, and well, I, so we're not, I don't have any like trip trips coming, but right. we're doing a long weekend in Santa Rosa for my, so my brother-in-law turned 40. We're going to do a long weekend there nice. that I'm going to turn into something longer. I haven't decided if I'm going to do it by truck or by motorcycle. 
and we're just, I mean, Santa Rosa, it's seven and a half hours away. It's not a big deal, right. but um, I'm going to go up there flying. I'll meet him up there, probably leave a little bit early and then figure out a longer way back or go see some friends in Napa or something. Yeah, Maybe I'll cool. go to Oregon. I don't know. Yeah. But, but I want to spend a little bit of time away, especially since I'm really flexible with work and, you know, yeah. I'm at a point where your if boss I, is cool enough to give you the time off. Well, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I think with some of the projects I'm working on, I can, I can get away with doing remote, like remote, remote. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be really cool. So I'm excited for that. One, one other thing that I'm kind of excited for, and this is terrible, but I've decided my brother-in-law and I have both decided to collectively that the two older ones, so my one sister's two kids, yeah. Avery and Owen, six and eight. Well, Avery's eight and Owen's six. This gotcha. doesn't really matter. They're old enough now to be screwed with a little bit. So because I didn't, I got Owen a, an advent calendar. He's already opened it. Right. It's his Christmas gift. He's got nothing to open on Christmas. Okay. So I have a, a Lego Brickheads box and he loves Legos. Yeah. So much like most yeah. kids do. So I've decided that I'm going to take that and get a Kraft mac and cheese. And put it inside. And put it inside, wrap it all back up and wrap it. Because it shakes. Like a Lego. It, it yeah, shakes yeah. almost exactly like a Lego. Yeah. So the kid's going to get a box of Kraft mac and cheese. And I think it's the funniest thing on the planet. You should tape like at least a gift card to like nope. Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or something. He's getting dinner. Yeah, that's true. Right? <laughs> that is dinner. Yeah. And then I thought about uh, maybe getting some like some frozen dino nuggets because that's almost all my niece will eat. And, no. And uh, wrapping them up. That would be pretty funny too. Uh, yeah. Luckily, my kid has a, a much larger culinary palate than that. Owen's really good. Avery's pretty pretty picky. Yeah. But yeah. the kid's... Yeah, kids, I mean, they all go through phases, but yep. he's been pretty good, especially with this travel. I mean, he was practicing his chopstick skills to prepare for Japan. He was, you know, well, he's always a fan of pretzels anyway, so it yeah. wasn't like there was much work to get ready for German, schnitzel. German pretzels are pretty damn good. They are. Yeah. They are. And mustard. Oh, German mustard. Although, I will, if you're in the States, if you happen to be in the Salt Lake City Airport. Okay. Oh, man, it's a brewery there. They have a, a place at the airport. There's a brewery okay. from that yeah. area. It's... The best pretzel I've had outside of Germany. Oh, all right. I'll and keep that I in mind. Remember what it's called later. Well, I mean, how many breweries are there in the airport at Salt Lake City? I don't know. I mean, it's, Salt Lake City is not necessarily a dry place, but I mean, you up until recently, you had to have memberships at restaurants in order to be able to drink. Squatters. Squatters. Squatters Pub. If you go there, there, because there is a Gordon Biersch in the, in the oh, place too. I, I wouldn't make sure assume you, don't go you didn't know Biersch. the name for Gordon Biersch. That one would have probably come to mind. Well, maybe. I'm not, I'm not the brightest. So are you buying yourself anything for Christmas? I'm not. There's nothing you want? There's nothing? There's plenty I want. There's a lot of things that I want. Um, but no, I don't, you know, we, we do gifts for the kids and that's pretty much it. I don't. There's nothing you're hoping to get or unwrap no the problem is it ends up being i buy myself stuff throughout the year i buy other people stuff throughout the year we don't i don't really subscribe to oh you have it has to be christmas and and you know birthdays like it just kind of hey it's a nice thing to do for somebody we're kind of the same way we just we do try to not indulge grayson's wants right all in the months leading up no no no. i mean if he wants a lego set you know in july or whatever it's fine but when it comes around like fall we kind of try to taper it back so that way there's something we can actually buy when he gets something for christmas right 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 right. so that that'll be fun but yeah for me because of my my birthday being you know at this point a week and a half ago and the christmas coming up the only thing i got for my birthday besides the the trip was an awesome hat yeah 
and it sounds kind of dumb, but new era, I, I, I have a massive head. So I only wear fitted hats because right. anything with those adjustable uh, straps, I'm on the very last peg uh-huh. and it just looks wonky. It looks more like a, a yarmulke <laughs> than a hat on my head because of the size. So I, I like wearing fitted hats and New Era has a bunch of really awesome fitted hats and they have all the major teams from all the major leagues. But they have this new series of, of hats that takes the team logos and takes elements of the logo and makes that the focal point of the hat. So the hat that I have is red uh-huh. with a big black mustache on it. And it's taken from the vintage Cincinnati Reds logo. Oh, that's cool. Because the Cincinnati Reds logo back in the day was a anthropomorphic baseball. I remember that. Well, and, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I remember it, but I've seen pictures. Right. And so that guy has a awesome mustache. And so that's what the picture is, uh, or the mustache on my helmet is of that of that mustache. That's pretty funny. And uh, it's pretty awesome. I got a picture here, which won't help anybody listening. No. Oh, yeah, that is pretty rad. It, you're either a, a Reds fan or a Lyft driver. Yeah. Yeah. Or a mustache enthusiast. Or, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. On, on the back of the hat, it does have the full the lo- regular logo. The regular logo. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And so they're, they're doing it with all the teams. So they're picking up on a certain attribute yeah. and focusing on it. And it makes the hat... More interesting, just because it's not like you can tell what it is. Because the Cincinnati Reds logo is just a, a white C. Right. Are they only doing uh, baseball, or are they doing all the sports? Do you know? I will, they. I think they just started with baseball. Yeah. I haven't seen it with anything in else. Store or you found it at NewEra.com. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. a lot of the stuff that I found, like either you see it on New Era's website, it's impossible to find in a store. Yeah, or just, they do a lot of special special stuff that sells out really fast. Right. The the one nice thing is the pricing online is identical to the store. Right. You're not really going to find it for less unless right. it's getting marked down for clearance. So the hat's thirty five bucks, just yeah. at, no matter where you go. So it's just it's kind of amazing how expensive ball caps are. Yeah, I have it, a lot of them. I do too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I typically like like this hat. I mean, I have a I probably have ten hats, but then some that are I kind of have task hats. Uh-huh. If I'm going to be dirty in the garage working on you know looking on word 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 wood and right. sawdust and getting right. dirty, I have a hat for yeah. that. Um, if I'm going out, I have a hat for that. <laughs> That sounds really dumb. Well, but I anyways, what you mean. so yeah, so this this will kind of join the rotation of something that I wear more often. Like when I go to uh, Japan, um, I'll wear a Japanese baseball hat. Yeah, right. So it's just kind of the thing. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a, a, a cool thing my, my wife picked up for me. Well, it's talking about hats too, and I I have saying I have so many hats, and I don't really particularly like like that trucker snapback style. Yeah, the mesh. Yeah. Right, but they're great for hiking because you can clip them onto something. Or right. good when you're riding the motorcycle, you put it on your belt belt buckle or whatever. And I end up, what what ends up happening with me is I will buy three or four hats and I will wear one of them to death. Death. Right. And like, then you move on to the next one. Yeah, like I currently I've been wearing this. So on my way up. And the hat he's holding is a Patagonia It hat. is. It's Patagonia hat. I've been wearing this Patagonia hat. And not from... Patagonia, no, but from the store. The, the, right, the brand. Yeah. And you would not know by looking at this hat, but this is only six months old. Oh, shit. And it's gross. But I wear yeah, it almost every day. Sweat stained. And it's also, and... well, so it's survived. Is that Cheeto dust on the brim? <laughs> yeah, it might be. Uh, <laughs> but I have survived. I mean, this thing survived all the way up to the Arctic Ocean. It survived all and the way And that's kind of right? the thing and is so... you have these pieces that 
join you on these journeys. And right. so it is kind of that, that, that memento of right. sorts. And so, yeah, I get that. And well, and that, so like the, the whole reason I bought that hat was I was on my way North and had a water bottle. Well, two water bottles explode in my top case. Oh, good times. And they soaked the hat. I have a, so one of my favorite hats is a Hillsborough hops or a minor league hockey yeah. team. One of a fitted cap from there. And it just destroyed it. Cause it soaked the bill. Everything got just warped. Yeah. And Did it, was, it shrink? Cause the wool, doesn't... it didn't shrink so much as it just, now it has no structure, no oh, shape. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. a crappy hat. So I was at REI buying a bunch of other stuff and bought that. And that thing's just been kind of the go-to now. Um, when you're done with it, is it just trash or do you save it? No, it'll end up in a drawer and okay. like uh, the rest of them. <laughs> yeah i mean i've got it's bad i've got probably i probably have as much hats as shoes because you've close. got a pretty decent Nike yeah collection. i do yeah. i have a lot of shoes so it's pretty close um turns out you're learning a lot about me today um yeah i i have a lot of hats that's the point but i did so this is kind of stupid too if i find a hat i really like like my hillsborough hops one yeah. i have a brand new one. Oh wow you to so, wear or is it just a backup? No, it's like the backup, but now I'm like, well, shit, I don't want to ruin it. So I don't wear it that often now. Nice. It's like I wear it. It's like, you know, it's like a going out hat. It's your date night hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's like you got, I got different, yeah. you got regular daily flannels. You got business flannel. You got dress flannel. It's kind of like yeah. that, you know? So the the hat is the latest thing that I, that I got in terms of what I want. Uh, I put together a list of stuff for Christmas. And so there's... There's some watches on there. Yeah. Uh, Casio has a very inexpensive watch that's 99 bucks, but it's sold out everywhere. And it's nicknamed the Casio Oak. Okay. Because it looks like... Is it made out of wood? No, but it looks like the Admars uh, Pigway uh, Royal Oak watch. It's got got the hexagon face. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, But it's basically they're calling it the Casio Oak in tribute to that. Yeah, yeah. The legit uh, mechanical automatic watch is... Thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. Sure. This Cassie one's 99 bucks, if you can find it. So I have like stuff like that on the list. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. And I always like to see what my kid gets me. So oh, I have, yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's always interesting uh, just to unwrap something that he picked out and said, dad has to have that. So I have, I have stuff I want, but I don't, I don't ask people for, well, it is weird when you're like, yeah. Oh, I want this $2,000 thing or right. this very expensive thing. Yeah. Well, I, I know, I, I, I know I'm not going to get any of that stuff anyways. So. Right. Right. And you know, we can always buy it for ourselves later. Yeah. Well, and I got like, you know, I think last year my sister and brother-in-law, they bought me a knife. Like I'll get some random stuff, but I'm not. There you go. What I get, I get, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's cool. It's just, it's good to spend time with family and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, they're, they're usually. So how are you going to be ringing in the new year? You going somewhere? No, that's the other thing. Like New Year's is not, which by the way, holy crap. It's the end of the decade. I know. This is this so end of the year came kind of quickly, but also it's the end of the decade and that's I think the end of the year snuck up on us because there's one week less time between Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. Like, oh, that could be. And so I think cuz Thanksgiving was kind of later in the right. year, so it feels like it's it kind of rushed towards the end. Yeah. And so it is kind of a trip realizing that there's little over two weeks left in 2019 and well the last i mean the last six months of this year too have been an absolute blur for me i mean i it, it's been an insane year right yeah. i mean this, this decade's been pretty cool but just going from you know i left i left a job I, yeah, you had stability you had routine yeah i started you know i went on a, a two-month trip started kind of my own thing and it's been it's been a roller coaster but it's been yeah. an amazing six months but it's gone like 
like nothing. It's just sped by. But at the same time, is that a bad thing? Like, I no, 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 not at all. It's but it's just amazing. Things, yeah, when things go by fast, and you're like, okay, but do I want them to go by slow? But if you also look at, I guess what's what's interesting to me too is that you look at like the density of stuff that happened oh, and the density yes. of stuff I've done in the last yeah. twelve months is is a lot. Yeah, like, and, it, and sometimes it's, it's hard to keep track of it. And sometimes I, I like to go log into my computer and look at pictures. Right. Right. So you just look at the picture gallery from everything that I did in 2019. Yeah. And you go, oh, I forgot about that or, or that. Right. Oh, yeah. And so it is it is kind of interesting to see. But then taking that to a bigger picture and just like the, the stuff that's gone down in the past decade. Right. And all the stuff that we've that we've been through and all the adventures and all the milestones, setbacks and everything. It's it's interesting to think that, OK, what are we going to go through? Yeah. In the 2020s. I think it's kind of amazing. I mean, like to your, to your point earlier, you know, we both, well, I'm a little bit older, but we both just turned 40 and you're basically going into. I'll let you admit you're way older. That's cool. <laughs> it's not that. Well, it's yeah, half six Anyways. months. I mean, half yeah, year. that is a lot. I'm goddamn. I'm old. Rounding up. You're almost 41. Jesus. <laughs> but it's like going into like, you know, you are, you're going to spend your forties in a this totally decade, new decade yeah, yeah. and it's, it's totally, it's a trip, man. It's going to be really cool. I think there's just. Nothing but good stuff can happen, I hope. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, taking, not getting political and, and you know, talking about too much touchy-feely stuff, but there's been a lot of really crappy stuff, just as an overall, yeah, like the yeah, world, for and, sure. you know, in the last five, six years, yeah, and the, hopefully that... The uncertainty and stability, hopefully that will kind of give way, and there will be more optimism and some more stability, I, I think, w- would be ideal. Um but yeah, I mean, thinking about, okay, in the next 10 years, what's going to be happening in my family? Like seeing what my son goes through. Yeah. I mean, he's now in fourth grade, right? So soon he'll be finishing up elementary school. Then it'll be junior high. Before I know it, he's going to be driving, you know? So it, it's, it's going to go fast too. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's amazing to think like my son's going to be graduating high school this next decade. Right. Right. And so it's just all of those things you don't think about. But when you actually sit down and think about it, you're like, that's going to happen. This is going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see, but I can't complain with the trajectory that my life has had in the direction it's headed. It's, yeah. it's been a very blessed and, and very, um, enjoyable experience. You know, every, everything that has, that I've been through, whether it be because of work or because of luck has, has been enjoyable. Yeah. And I just want more of it. Yeah, I I can't complain. I I've got to say I'm pretty fucking fortunate to yeah. have been able to do the stuff that I've. I mean, work wise, the first six months, you know, the things that I accomplished there, being able to recognize that it was time to make a change and do that and have the ability to do that, yeah, and yeah. then to go on. There's not a lot of people that can just say fuck it for for two months. Yeah, get on a motorcycle and ride all over the U.S. and Canada. You know, I, I went to the Arctic Ocean. Like I, I've right. done stuff that, and seen things that people may never see in their lives. And being able to do that and then come home and still have enough, I guess, marketable skill to be able to sort of do my own thing and support myself there's, but not be... There's always going to be demand for male entertainers. Right. And you can shake that moneymaker oh, like none other. That is the only thing getting me by. The Ta- sequin thong is making you the bucks. Some tassels. <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's been, it's been amazing. I did not, if you had told me at the start of the last decade, what would have happened yeah. over those 10 years, there's I'd be like, yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Yeah. You know, it's just going to be more of the same, but it's not, it turns out you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Right. And yeah. that's, 
that's unbelievably cool. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, it, it, and it's hard not to be optimistic about the future just because the opportunity for anything and everything is possible. Right. So I look forward to kicking off 2020 with a bang. Um, probably be asleep by <laughs> 9 o'clock before the I'm ball a, drops. I'm going to stay up to midnight this time just because it is a new decade. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really doing anything. I don't like going out on New Year's. I think it's just yeah amateur hour. I've done know. that in uh, Vegas. That was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. And then uh, had oh, a big, I did Vegas one year. Yeah. It was terrible. People drunk, pass out, covered in vomit like yeah. at 6 p.m. Right. And all the casinos close the doors on the strip yeah. unless you have a hotel key. So you're stuck right. in what's basically a urinal of Las Vegas Boulevard. It's just, yeah, that's I, not the place to be. I do. Uh, I do think we'll probably just hang out with family. Yeah. Maybe smoke a lamb shoulder or something. Who knows? Huh, yeah. yeah. But that's. You know, that's fine, and I, I'm okay. Well, I think the other thing is, is it's midweek. It's always kind of weird for some people. It's like, oh, great, New Year's Day is Thursday. Or, or not New Year's Day. New Year's Day is Wednesday. But then going back to work on that Wednesday or on that Thursday, it's just kind of like, oh. <laughs> that might be the, the one of the bigger benefits of self-employed. Yeah. You, it, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, I would like to. <laughs> I don't always get to turn a full day. <laughs> Which is which is a little rough. But yeah, but okay. on the flip side, you, sometimes you're up to like 3 a.m. working just because you're yeah. an idiot. So. But, but, well, yeah, that's fair. But also <laughs> if you look at like, so what, yesterday I think, well, yeah, I jumped on the bike. I got up in the morning, yeah. rode to Ventura, rode to the coast and came down. So I can, I mean. Yeah, you have the flexibility to be able to do that type of right. stuff. So that's, that is yeah. kind of cool. And then went and saw a shitty Star Wars movie. Yeah. And so I'm from, sorry, Jason. It's terrible. It's my opinion and I'm, I'm allowed to have it. You're just mad there was no Baby Yoda. No, I'm not mad about Mandalorian that. Mandalorian fan? No, it's The Mandalorian is fantastic. Is it in a different time period? Like, I don't so know. It takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. So and before it, and it whatever doesn't you saw go that. to, like, it, it has its own thing and it's its own story and it's very much set up like a Western, which is pretty cool. Even the music has a Western oh. vibe. It's it's pretty dope. You should right. you should definitely see it. Yeah. And I will. I just I I'm under no sense of urgency to do. <laughs> no 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 sure. But it's it, so one. There's only one more episode. So right. You and could sit down done. and just binge, and it would be, it would be pretty cool. All right. Well, um, I, got, I got two weeks off between now and next year, so I'm good. Yeah, which is nice. The time. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so sorry to completely go off topic, but yeah, I don't have any uh, any plans for for New Year. You can play, you can just be flexible. Yeah, I'm just gonna figure play it, it by out year and go. see what comes up. Yeah. yeah, like I said, nothing until you know early January. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to just uh, kicking off. T- I mean, it it'll be interesting because I mean, it seems like the last three months have been hectic with with projects and, and work and and life and all stuff, and then it kind of comes to January, and all of a sudden it it for me it's it's going to start off kind of gradually, so it's kind of mm-hmm. nice to kind of ease in to the 2020s yeah rather than just like hitting this wall and being balls to the wall going crazy with everything i'm i'm actually kind of hoping that i get really busy right away um i've just been you know it, it, i'm i'm very very busy now but i'd like to be even busier yeah. i'm not the, i don't like sitting around well yeah nobody i think likes sitting around yeah. but it, it is nice to be able to kind of have as at least especially in your case because you can say no Right. Right. So you can be slammed with demand and then pick and choose what projects you want to do. Right. That would be awesome. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm what I'm hoping for. And that'll let me 
I think plan some some more travel, get some bike stuff I want to do as soon like the second it starts to now, even are hit you a, that it's warming up, I'm on it and gone. Are you a resolutions kind of guy? Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't do them either. Uh-uh. I need to. I mean, I I need to not be fat. I need to not uh, be fat. I should probably go back to the gym. All the normal stuff. Yeah, I I don't I don't do resolutions. It's not because I'm afraid of breaking them. I just don't think that. Deciding, I don't think it help. Right. I don't yeah. think January first is the time to start doing it. Mm. Right? I mean, <coughs> any time no. is the right, right time to start. <coughs> Excuse me. So. Choking on my iced tea. You're healthy, <coughs> nutritious. Your uh, weight loss tea. I, I, this, this is one of your Instagram. It's, it's got no calories. There you go. It does have all the caffeines. It's not one of those Instagrammer weight loss. No, no, no. Influencer this is, crap. So uh, this is tea java. That comes in the, the, the bottle that looks tea. like it does unsweet tea. It, it looks is, like a forty. It does. I was about to say it looks like a forty. And uh, we are not sponsored by T Java. However, if they would like to reach out, uh, happy to happy to help because I Del Taco T Java. We should have been keeping a, a list. A list of yeah. brands that we are open for sponsorship yeah, exactly. opportunities. <laughs> yes, yes. Although, if uh, you know Nate's Rakes is out there and listening, and they also want to, uh, I'll take to a rake. We'll take whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're great rakes at great rates. I think that's a ripoff of John white, LaJoy, but white elephant gift. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Everybody uh, needs a rake. Wrap it up really well. So I, uh, I think we, I, I don't know. This is weird. This is the last. So this is our last podcast of 2019. Last podcast of the decade. Yep. Last. Not potentially the last time we'll see each other. No. But holy crap. Yeah. It's been cool. I think this has been absolutely fun. I hope everybody out there has been enjoying it. Um, I don't want to stop doing this. I mean, hopefully can't you can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, I mean, look, look, we are so incredibly fortunate to be able to sit here and even do this. Like, yeah. This is cool. And I, and I've if we could force you guys to listen, we would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm come to your house yeah. and I'm going to make sure you listen to this. We'll do live episodes in your living room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be amazing. I think we've, we've already got some cool stuff kind of lined up yep. uh, for, for next year. And yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I hope everybody out there has an amazing new year. Fantastic Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Happy Christmas. Hanukkah. Happy, Happy non-denominational holiday. Whatever yep. it is it works for Festivus. You. Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa. Festivus. Uh, yeah. Airing Festivus. of grievances. Yeah. I'm not a Seinfeld fan, believe it or not, but. That's a pretty good episode, though. It is. If you're not a yeah, fan. no, I yeah. will give you that. Uh, so, yeah, it's really excited. Uh, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, I think the only thing I got to do is splice an intro or an ex- outro, I should say, yep. into the back of this thing. And, we, and are then out. we will see you guys next year. Yeah. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast. And for this, we apologize. <laughs>